Real News PR is proud to be the exclusive podcast provider of Dallas Startup Week. Welcome to the official podcast for Dallas Startup Week, a five-day-long celebration building momentum and opportunity around entrepreneurship. Join us as we explore DFW's thriving startup community. Come together for one week as investors, marketers, and consumers showcase their ideas to find out if they have what it takes to become the next big thing in the business arena. Tune in as we bring you exclusive behind-the-scenes content from 2017's top speakers, influencers, and show organizers. The biggest events, the brightest startups, the Dallas Startup Week podcast on RNCN. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to day five of the official Dallas Startup Week podcast. I'm Zach Lewis. And I'm Kristen Marin. And we are sitting in a very different location today. Actually, not that different. Just down the street from Basecamp. We're at the Real Estate Tech Fair on 211 North Irvay Street, just down the way. Parking is horrible here. Kristen, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing good. And we're up on the eighth floor. Uh, and it, it's going to be a really exciting day because we're going to be hanging out, finding out all about innovation in technology and real estate and what's happening here in the Dallas landscape. And speaking towards innovation, we are at the Fort Work co-working space on the eighth floor. I didn't even really know co-working is a thing, so today I've learned something. Co-working is definitely a thing, and this is a place you can just come hang out and work. It's How, really cool. They've I, got a lot of interesting office space. It's a neat building. I mean, if you just want to come swing by and check it out, it's, it's worth a look. This is what I've always imagined Google's headquarters look like. Just very chill, open spaces, lots of neutral colors, and like weird fitness equipment over on the side there you can just use at your leisure <laughs> yeah we were doing we were thinking about working out earlier when we were setting up i was gonna bust out a couple of reps anyway dallas startup week day five the final day we're doing real estate we're excited to be here so we'll get right into the action stay tuned for more of the dallas startup week podcast coming up right after this time to recharge more from dallas startup week 2017 coming up on the real news communications network Welcome back to the Dallas Startup Week podcast, heard on RNCN. Day five of Dallas Startup Week, and we are at 211 North Irvay Street, eighth floor of the Fort Work co-working space. And we're excited to sit down with a very special guest, Michael Patton, the founder of Fetch. Now, Michael, i got to be honest, the reason I grabbed you is because you guys seem to be established here. you got a little booth, you got a couple of drop-inners. So, so tell me a little bit about Fetch. What's it all about? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so Fetch, we outsource package delivery for apartment buildings. So basically solving the problem that Amazon and the e-commerce explosion has caused for these property managers. Uh, they're getting 100 packages a day in some of these offices. Where do you put them? You're spending a ton of leasing staff time on them. Uh, so we completely outsource the process. We accept all the packages at our warehouse. Mm -hmm. And then we coordinate on-demand delivery with residents. So then do you have to change your shipping address to go to someone else so that it's picked up by someone from Fetch? Uh, How does that work? So the resident changes their shipping address. You're right. So they, they ship it directly to our warehouse. And, and then, then they have a profile with us uh, and we notify them uh, 
right when we received the package. So then I could schedule like, hey, I'm going to be home on Thursday at 7 p.m. Drop my package off then exactly. with you guys. What are your delivery hours? So we do one daytime delivery window mm-hmm. uh, from noon to 2, but mostly we're delivering between 5 and 11 p.m. And so we you have guys actually deliver in there? Right. Oh, that is right. brilliant. Because that's when people are home that's to pick perfect. up their packages. Exactly. That way they're not getting stolen at their front door. Exactly. What, what kind of spurned this idea? Do you live in an apartment? I mean... Yep. It was a pretty natural uh, progression of an idea. Yeah. Uh, I was an end user of a bad process. Uh, large <laughs> large property in Uptown. Right. Um, I've been there before. And, and that got the wheels turning uh, about a year ago now and then... Uh, got into Tech Wildcatters and progressed from there. So tell us a little bit about where you're located or where you're working at the current moment, or are you still in kind of the startup phase? So we've launched. Uh, we launched February 1st uh, with our first property manager. Our warehouse is in the design district. Wow. So right now we're servicing about a 10-mile radius from there, mm-hmm. uh, really focusing on downtown, uptown, deep Ellum. All right. Are you planning to look towards expanding delivery out from your warehouse or looking to establish multiple warehouses and kind of keep delivery close to home? Yeah, multiple warehouses. So um, the the delivery radius, I think, will stay relatively the same. Yeah. Uh, and, and when we look to grow in Dallas, that second warehouse will probably be in, in North Addison, uh, covering Plano, Frisco, uh, really making sure that we can turn around packages right. quickly. And it's- it's an interesting. It's interesting to see you here at the real estate track. I mean, I guess it makes more sense than seeing you at the VR track. But what are you? What are you? What are your goals here for Dallas Startup Week? What are you? What are you hoping to accomplish? Just get the word out. Yeah, definitely. Just spread awareness. Um, new concept. Uh, we're just trying to get in front of as many people that may have introductions to the to the real estate industry. And uh, once you get you know one step into the real estate industry, everybody kind of knows everybody. So definitely just spreading awareness. And what's your next goal as a startup? Are you guys trying to accomplish a certain number of apartment buildings or a certain square mile radius? What is it? Yeah, we're trying to cover 30 properties by the end of this year. Wow. Uh, And that would include a second warehouse location. So covering about uh, 15 or 20 from from any given warehouse location. Excellent. I assume you're looking to stay close to kind of Dallas for now and then spread out to the FW portion of DFW and kind of from there. Why is Dallas the starting place? Do you just happen to be here? Do you feel like there's a vibrant community where this is actually kind of a possible thing? I mean, it started here because I lived here and it just kind of, you know, worked out that way. Right. But if I was, if I knew what I know now, I would still start it here. Uh, the multifamily real estate space here is obviously huge. You see apartment buildings going up totally. every day. Yeah. Um, and the startup community itself has been really supportive. So I've loved uh, launching the company here. And is this your first foray into entrepreneurism? It is. It is. <laughs> Apart from, from various little small gigs, it's uh, the first real plunge. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Michael. All right. Thank you very much. We'll be right back with more of Day 5 of Dallas Startup Week right after this. Stick around. The Dallas Startup Week podcast will return right after this. You're listening to the official podcast of Dallas Startup Week, brought to you by the Real News Communications Network. We are back at the Real Estate Tech Fair for day five of the Dallas Startup Week podcast. I'm Zach Lewis. And I'm Kristen Marin. And we are sitting down with Jillian Cunningham, founder of Prestique Realty. Jillian, you've got a very interesting story. I was reading up on you before you sat down. I apologize. And you started with a mechanical engineering degree. How did you get in the real estate business? 
That is correct. I actually got into real estate because I was planning to purchase investment properties. Yeah. And as I was buying a couple of investment properties in the early 2000s, yeah. I, um, I actually met someone who was a real estate broker and a mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. And even though I had purchased properties before and felt that I was pretty educated, this person took advantage of me. And so I thought, wow, if this happened to me, what's happening to other people that are out there? And right. so what I um, decided was, or what you can really see is that a lot of people between 2003 to about 2008 were taken advantage of because that's why we had the economic downturn. Yes. And so I decided to start my own real estate company at that time or get into real estate because I really wanted to help educate and empower people when it comes to real estate. And I wanted to help them make informed decisions when they purchase real estate. Right. Not because you wanted to get on the other side of that, of, of people getting taken advantage of, because you want to help. Yes, yeah, right. Exactly. I wanted to be able to help people. Of and course. so Jillian, how long have you been active in the Dallas real estate market? I've had my license since 2002. Wow. We invited Jillian down today to come check out the real estate tech fair, uh, which just took place. There was some pitching going on, uh, so, some new ideas for tech innovation, and you got a chance to kind of walk around to some of the booths and talk to some of the vendors. So what was your impression of the tech fair? Uh, my impression was that they've got some really great concepts that they're trying to introduce to the market and a lot of new digital things that are coming out. One of the things that being in residential real estate is that I would like to see more of is residential. I saw a lot of commercial yeah. you know, applications and things, so I'd like to see more on the residential side to be able to help consumers and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. there was definitely a lot of talk about you know apartment building right. solutions. but And I'm curious, why do you think that is? Why, why are real estate startups aiming more towards commercial and less towards residential? Is it because residential is kind of a storied thing? Everybody understands the concept of buying a house? Or is there something... Is, is there is there maybe more opportunity for business in, in commercial? Perhaps the pockets are deeper on the commercial side yeah. than they are on the residential side, and so maybe that's why they're targeting some of the larger companies. Right. That being said, we you know we live in a very large country, and nobody's going to stop buying houses. That's right. going to that's going to keep being a thing. Very very much so. Yes. In terms of just the landscape in Dallas and, and individuals that you know might be looking for realty. Do you find that maybe like millennials are more interested in, in apartment living than home buying? Well, that was the case before because millennials, a lot of them were underemployed, they were underpaid, and they couldn't find jobs and things of that nature. But now, there's, they're predicting that in 2017, that anywhere from 30, 33 to 50% of the buyers this year will be millennials. Wow. And so from that perspective, the millennials are starting to get out there and they're starting to purchase homes. And some of their needs are a lot different than the, you know, the more mature buyer in that the millennials are looking for properties that are more green, they're more energy efficient. They're they aren't looking for the larger homes like some of the other individuals are looking for. They're they're really trying to put their own stamp on what it is they're purchasing and make sure that they're being responsible. I've heard people say around here that Dallas is, is, is currently a boon for real estate, that people are buying like crazy around here. Is that true? Is there anything to that? Well, it's, yes, people are really buying a lot, but the challenge here is that we've got a lot of large companies coming in. We just had a Boeing sign up in Plano oh, that wow. they're going to be opening up in Plano. We've already got Toyota bringing about 4,000 people here. We've got State Farm who has four large um, buildings, more than 10 stories each out oh, off wow. of 75 up in Richardson. Yeah. FedEx, we've got uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. They're doing some really big things. And so just the natural influx of people coming into our area with these other companies as well is really causing, you know, a choke on our 
industry here. And so we've got more people coming in and we've got actual houses that are on the market so supply. And so that's a little challenging for buyers. It's a great time for sellers though. As a realtor, is, is there anything that you are doing to encourage the home buying process? I do. I really, I mean, one, we've got to get more sellers out there. So we've got to get them to move around and make some houses available. And so there are <laughs> things that I do talk to my sellers about. But then as far as with buyers, I am talking to try and encourage millennials and, and let them know that there are some myths out there that they have, that they're thinking they need more money to purchase a property, as in 20% down, and that is incorrect. They can't actually purchase a property. They're a veteran for 100% financing, 3.5% with different um, financing programs. So there are some options out there for millennials to be able to purchase. You know, I'm one of those people, as a millennial, who, who has always thought to themselves, I think apartment living is the way to go. And I grew up in a house. But there just seem to be so many immediate advantages to apartment living, say maintenance, a lot of things I don't have to take care of. And Kristen is on the other side of the fence. She's a millennial and she owns a house. So we kind of have an interesting dichotomy here. And I was wondering, what would you say to a millennial who was scared of the responsibility of taking on a house payment? Well, I would say, number one, you're making a rent payment. And if you're making a rent payment, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. You just aren't getting the benefit of the equity and the appreciation that goes on in that property. And then in addition to that, if you've got maintenance and things that you experience in a property, which you will with existing houses, there are some options. There are companies out there that offer residential service contracts. And from that perspective, if your AC goes out, if your dishwasher goes out, you pay a maintenance fee, well you pay an annual fee, and if something happens you pay a service fee for each time someone comes out, but that's a lot less expensive than having to replace the entire item. Mm. So one of the things again you benefit because now you're paying your own mortgage and you're getting appreciation and you're helping to build wealth for yourself. Yes. Jillian, we're here at Dallas Startup Week, and so there's a lot of conversations surrounding tech and how it's integrating itself within the real estate industry. Are there any specific technology applications that you utilize right now in your day-to-day practice? Well, one of the, I use a, a CRM that allows me to, in my CRM, be able to send out text messages and track them because sometimes when we send out text messages, it's hard to really track those text messages. And But then also it'll link into, I mean, a lot of CRMs have birthdays and anniversaries and things of that nature. So that's a great resource for real estate agents to be able to utilize. And then we can send out videos via text or via email. And so those are things a lot of people don't like to read, unfortunately. And so if we can send out a video or something to that effect, it just makes it a lot easier for individuals or the consumer to engage. What about in terms of social media? Are you utilizing social media in any way to to reach out to prospective buyers and sellers? I am. I haven't really gotten a real handle on all that. I do have different social media accounts, but I am trying to get some things out there. But for me right now, I just really haven't been able to get a true grasp of all that. Jillian Cunningham, where can people find out more about you? They can find me at JillianCunningham.com, and that's Jillian with a G, G-I-L-L-I-A-N, Cunningham.com. Or they can follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at PrestigeRealty.JillianCunningham, or uh, Twitter and Instagram at AskJillian. Jillian Cunningham with Prestique Realty. Thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back with more of the Dallas Startup Week podcast right after this. Don't unplug just yet. The Dallas Startup Week podcast continues next on RNCN. Five days, one podcast. This is the Dallas Startup Week podcast.
Welcome back to day five of Dallas Startup Week. I'm Kristen Marin. I'm Zach Lewis. And we have our special guest host, Jillian Cunningham of the Jillian Cunningham Realty Group. She's a certified residential specialist joining us. And we're also sitting in right now with Reg Williams, who just finished his pitch as part of the real estate tech fair here at Dallas Startup Week. Jillian and Reg, thank you both so much for joining us. Glad thank to be you. here. Thank you. And, and Reg is of ConfirmedBuyer.com. And so, Reg, let's begin by having you tell us a little bit about what ConfirmedBuyer.com is. Okay. ConfirmedBuyers.com, what we do is we market what buyers want for the price that they want to pay for the location that they're looking for. And we simply want to give buyers a voice in the real estate marketplace. It's just that simple. And so what does that mean to you as a realtor, Jillian? To me, it means that buyers now will have other options. Perhaps when they can't find a property or they're working with a real estate agent who can't find a property, this sounds like it would be another resource that would allow them to open up to perhaps other properties that are out there that maybe we aren't aware of. So elaborate a little more on the platform, Reg, and how it works. Well, what we want to do is we want to be partners to uh, agents in the community yeah. and in the, in, the, in the industry. Okay. We don't want to separate a buyer from his representation. We believe in professional representation. What we want to do is be a marketing partner to that buyer and that agent. A lot of times an agent don't have the time or the resources to show and give specific time and attention to every buyer. Right. But if we give them a tool by which they can market their buyers and let their buyers speak to our audience that we're trying to uh, uh, reach and meaning we're going to be doing advertising okay to every property owner in a location that we're looking in let's say Dallas Fort Worth we, we're going to be launching soon an advertising campaign to everyone that owns a property okay and what we want those buyers to do is to come on here create a profile so that if you are a buyer it may not even be on the MLS if you are a buyer, we're going to be speaking to everybody that owns a property. You may not even have a property listed. You may be a seller that's just curious to know if someone looking at your neighborhood. You may be an investor that can't get an agent to call you back because it's too tough to find what they want. But we want to be able to give that buyer a voice to be advertised so that we can just speak to the market and let them know what they want. Period. End of subject. So, Reg, what do you feel is the problem you're addressing that's currently part of the real estate landscape with this solution? Well, I think one of the problems is, is that agents are overworked, and they need a real partner to help them find what their buyers want. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if you're out there and you're showing properties on a weekend, hey, you got to decide which buyer that you're going to spend your time with. And what we're telling agents is we don't want them to make that choice. We want them to be able to do your work. And the people that you can't get with this weekend, hey, let ConfirmedBuyers.com market those folks. What they're looking for may not be on the MLS. Agents, I'm not saying that they're bound to the MLS, but a lot of things that they're looking for initially is MLS-based. And our platform is going to be looking for properties. Yeah, they're going to be MLS-based, but they're going to be outside of MLS. People that hadn't even decided to list their properties yet. One of the questions or, or concerns that comes to mind for me as a real estate agent is how will the real estate agents get paid if their buyers are out there and you're finding a property that's not in the multiple listing service because those um, individuals who are selling their property have not agreed to pay a commission. 
And so why would an agent want their buyer to be on your system if that situation may happen? It's really like a for sale by owner. Right. Well, here's the thing. I am a, a real estate professional, and I used to sell real estate full-time and represent buyers. So I understand and appreciate and value that representation. Our service is not to separate a buyer from its representation. What we want to do is continually put bona fide buyers with properties that they want. And if they're not represented, one of the reasons why we're asking for brokers like Ms. Cunningham to get involved with us because we want to be able to provide them bona fide leads of people who has been selected in our platform to get representation. As she know in the, in the, in the industry right now, anytime that you do a transaction prominently or, or, or for the most part, the sellers pay for the commission. So if there's a bona fide buyer out there that a seller has selected on our platform and they opt to have professional representation, we're gonna be looking for partners in the, in the industry like Ms. Cunningham to represent those buyers. And we wanna give her those leads because we feel like if we give her these bona fide leads, don't separate her from her representation. When we ask her for a, a, a subscription, we feel like she's gonna uh, be more apt to do it than not. And she's gonna be more apt to work with us. And when she see our brand in the marketplace, it's gonna, it's gonna separate us from the rest. Reg, tell me about the scope of Confirmed Buyer. Um, is it just in DFW? It seems like one of those things that would be accessible from a lot of places, a wide, a wide area. Well, as you know, DFW is, is a real prolific real estate market. A lot of people launch yes. out of here. It happened to be my home. And I think that it's a good place for us to launch this platform, and we're going to do it here. But we've created the name ConfirmedBuyers.com and created the, the marketing around it, and you'll be seeing real soon, is so that it really can grow beyond a regional name. Uh, we think that when you look at our logo and when you see what it's all about, it can very easily be ConfirmedBuyers.com, DFW. It can be ConfirmedBuyers.com, Chicago, New York, L.A., what we want eventually when we get this thing uh, launched the way we want it to, we want that logo and that recognizable symbol to say these are bona fide people who are ready to do deals and close and we have vetted them so that when an agent like Ms. Cunningham deals with our, when she gets our lead, she has the confidence to know that these folks, they can close a deal. I think one of the things that comes to mind for me is that in this, in certain markets, his, his particular product or service will be more advantageous than in others because it's a matter of time to market. Yes. And so as we think about being in a seller's market, which is predominantly what the DFW area is in, depending on certain price points, how quickly um, he will be able to, Reg will be able to turn over those buyers to someone because if they identify a property, that chances are that property's not gonna be out there long if Correct. a buyer identifies something. So that may, in some ways, create different challenges, but certain markets, I think that, you know, it could be very beneficial. Reg, what do you think of Dell's startup week so far? Is this your first time out here? I mean, I, I, I like your little, you know, you got your booth going and you're speaking to people. You, I saw you on stage. What do you think? This is my first time ever to be involved in this type of community. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm a, a, a traditional uh, a real estate agent. Uh, I understand the plight that Ms. Cunningham is in. I'm trying to create some solutions for what she's doing. Uh, Dallas Startup Week is great because this idea came out of... Uh, my uh, uh, time as a real estate agent. And I feel like Dallas Startup Week is giving me an opportunity 
to uh, uh, share my concept of confirmedbuyers.com. And I've had opportunity to meet a lot of great people, made a lot of connections. And I think as we move forward here in the near future to launch this uh, application, I think it's going to be critical that uh, for us to be up to us to have had uh, an association with Dallas uh, uh, Startup Week is going to be real, real, uh, has, has been critical t- for us to do that. Startup Week is a great place for individuals to connect and really learn and bounce ideas off of one another. And so, Jillian, I, I wanted to know, you know, looking at it from an outside perspective, you're not someone who works with Reg. You're just someone who is in the shared industry, in the real estate market. What do you think about his idea and what, what ideas would you have that maybe you would want to see uh, come to fruition with this platform to make it, you know, something that you would really embrace as a real estate agent? I think he's got a great concept because, yes, before we take a buyer out, we want to make sure that they've been pre-approved for financing. And so the fact that he's saying, I've got a confirmed buyer, the thought would be that those individuals are approved for financing. So I think he has a really great product. I think that how it will be the individual will be handed off if they're not being represented by a realtor or if they are represented by a realtor and perhaps they find a property and maybe want to go in a different direction how that will be handled will be something that will need more clarity from my perspective and and, and i appreciate that and most in the real estate industry you know they should be concerned about that because agents work hard to get leads they work hard to get buyer representations and that's one of the reasons why when i got with my co-founder that i wanted to make sure that we uh, uh respected that uh, uh, that relationship and with our platform you better believe we will and I think one of the ways that we're going to try to win over agents to do such is that you know we're going to be providing them uh, a lot of leads we think that with our ad campaign and what we can provide buyers we're going to try to put some money in their pocket and win them over and say hey here's what we're all about here's what we can help you do and uh, we feel like it's going to be worthwhile We're learning together. We're growing together. It's Dallas Startup Week. And Reg, where can people find out more about ConfirmedBuyer.com? Well, they can go to uh, ConfirmedBuyer.com and see our our platform that we're working on. It's not fully operational yet, but we've been working on it real hard. But they also can email me at Reg at ConfirmedBuyers.com with an S. Uh, We actually have both of those URLs uh, under our control uh, as we're doing testing on both of them. But they can reach me at reg at confirmedbuyers.com, and we'll be glad to uh, respond and help in any way that we can. And Jillian Cunningham, where can people find out more about you? They can go to jilliancunningham.com, and that is Jillian with the G, as well as they can follow me on social media at Ask Jillian on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Thank you both so much, and we'll be right back with more here from Dallas Startup Week. Time to recharge. More from Dallas Startup Week 2017 coming up on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back to the Dallas Startup Week podcast, heard on RNCN. Welcome back to Dallas Startup Week. I'm Kristen Marin. I'm Zach Lewis. And we are sitting down with Mike Zay, the co-founder of Tenant Base. And he just got off stage from the pitch competition here at the Real Estate Tech Fair at Dallas Startup Week. Uh, so, Mike, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. And, and so tell us a little bit about Tenant Base and what they're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we started the company uh, three years ago, and it's focused on a solution for small businesses and startups to help them find office space more effectively. 
So it's a technology-enabled brokerage that provides an online platform as well as personalized service in the local market. So Mike, this is incredible because this is actually something that we are currently experiencing. We're <laughs> we're looking to move into a new office space and you know, it's kind of been a hassle trying to find a uh, a space that's nearby because we don't want to move far away from where where our current clientele is based. Uh, we're also looking for you know a certain size, and so we've had to use several companies who are kind of you know intermediary people seeking out uh, spaces and negotiating contracts for us. So tell us about what this platform does that makes that process different. Yeah, absolutely. So the. The traditional process is really to go through either a broker or to go through a listing site that you can find online. And what we have done is really combine the two into one easy to use platform. So when a business that's looking for space comes on a tenant base, they're not only getting access to market information, they're also getting local support from someone who's focused on this niche of the market, which you know is typically small businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned in the presentation, you know this is typically under about 5,000 square feet. And so being doing that every day and also tailoring the information to those people makes it a lot cleaner and simpler for for someone to move through the process. Mike, you're in an interesting position because most of the people I think we've talked to are from Dallas. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm about about to find that out. But (laughs) what I noticed on your business card is it says that your address is in Irvine, California. So how'd you end up all the way over here? So actually, we're now in Newport Beach, California. Um, Oh, wow. But uh, (laughs) somehow an old card. Right. I am actually from Dallas. I, uh, I grew up here and I came back to work here uh, in the commercial estate community after, after working in Chicago for a few years. We ended up starting this business, going to be saying a lot of locations, in Nashville, Tennessee in 2014. Great place. And phenomenal place. Yeah. Great, great market. Um, we really thrived there and it was an amazing, amazing place to start our company. Yeah. Um, we got into a technology incubator out in Southern California oh. and took the opportunity to get out there and launch the market. So we still have an operation in Nashville uh, with local brokers delivering our service there, as well as Orange County, California, and Dallas now. Mike, what can you tell us from a user standpoint, uh, how, how tenant base works? And if I were to go to the website, you know how I would operate it? Yep. So we built the entire site to really be intuitive for the user. Everyone's used to, in 2017, going online and being able to find information you know, at the click of a button that's actionable. Uh, we've really feel like our site feels like a lot of the uh, hotel browsing sites, things like Airbnb, uh, where users can really get a feel for the market. You create a search profile as you sign up, and you're able to narrow in on specific neighborhoods in your market, uh, specific buildings, seeing sweet pictures, floor plans, gathering information, all in terms that are in things that you understand. So as a user, you know, you may not know what a triple net lease is or an industrial gross lease is, but you do understand what $5,000 a month is Mm -hmm. in terms of your monthly budgeting. So we put all of those real estate terms into what we would just say simple business terms so that you can actually understand the market uh, and have transparency as you're browsing on your own. And then again, if you have questions or take action on anything, our local brokers are there to really facilitate getting access to both additional information and to the actual buildings themselves. Because, you know, unfortunately for this size range, the commercial estate market just is not set up to be accessed really without a local broker who's part of that community. And we just try to, you know, make the, expedite that process and make it easier on our users, um, you know, instead of them having to go out at it on their own. Mike, I wanted to ask, uh, especially since you have multiple locations, how do you go about curating all of these spaces into one location? 
Yeah, we have a data relationship with one of the leading data providers in commercial real estate data. Uh, and we use that as a baseline of information, but we also, because this problem exists both for tenants and for landlords, uh, we also do a lot of work getting information directly from the people who lease the buildings in the local market to try to streamline the process of getting these smaller suites filled faster. Uh, the biggest issue for landlords is downtime. So a space is coming back on the market. They don't want to take four or six months to fill it. They want to fill it right away. And if they highlight it to a community of searching tenants like we have on our site, where we've got hundreds of tenants signing up a month looking for space, they know that they're more likely to get a lease done. And so there's incentive for them to share that information with us more effectively. I can understand your ease of accessibility in, in kind of uh, reducing confusing terms for users. But I, I wanted to ask about one of the first lines you see on your website when you go to it. It says, finding a small office space shouldn't be hard. As somebody who's never had to look for office space, you're right. It shouldn't be. It doesn't seem like it would be a difficult thing. What are some of those hurdles that you guys kind of help overcome? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, the process is really set up to be run by the brokerage community. So if I start looking for space, you're gonna get online and find listing information. But now as a user, you're charged with either making phone calls or sending numerous emails to try to confirm space availabilities, get access to additional information, or set up times to tour the space. It's not a consolidated effort. If you're looking at 10 buildings, you very well may be working with 10 different points of contact on your own. Uh, and then on the other side is the traditional brokerage experience of someone working on your behalf, which is by far and away the best way to go through this process. It's just not set up for small tenants. It's a smaller fee. The, t the, the lease can take just as long to go through the process from start mm -hmm. to finish. And there's not a lot of motivation there. It's nothing wrong. You know, it's just pure kind of simple, simple logic that brokers aren't going to spend their time on these deals because they're trying to make a living and, and they have to value their time most effectively. So there's just a gap. It's an underserved market. It's an under uh, monetized market in a lot of ways from a commission perspective. And really that's the struggle for the user is getting access to information and then actually knowing how to navigate the process if they're not using a traditional broker. Mike, as a startup and, and taking place in the fair today, uh, what, what has been the biggest takeaway for you? You know, our guys have been running around. Uh, we have three local team members now here in Dallas, and they've they've been more active than I have. But uh, the feedback has been incredible that it's been a, a high-energy event, that there's a lot going on. Uh, I think it's so interesting to always see we're always behind residential in our industry. Um, it's so fun to see all the cool tools that the residential guys are always coming out with, which is just always amazing. And, and commercial estate has a long way to go. But there's so many great things happening in our industry, too, now that uh, where technology is really coming up and making things easier and making it more transparent. And where can listeners find out more information about TenantBase? Uh, you can go to tenantbase.com and uh, you can sign up even if you're not looking for a space. Sign up, get get familiar with the, the site, and we can help you no matter when the, the time comes. Mike Zay, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate you coming on the show. All right, thank you both. And we will be right back with more of the official Dallas Startup Week podcast, Day 5, right after this. Stick around. The Dallas Startup Week podcast will return right after this. You're listening to the official podcast of Dallas Startup Week, brought to you by the Real News Communications Network. Day five of the Dallas Startup Week podcast, we are at the Real Estate Tech Fair. I'm Zach Lewis. I'm Kristen Marin. And we are sitting down with somebody who's in kind of a different position. Occasionally we sit down with a co-founder or, or, or a collaborator. Today we're sitting down with the VP of Sales for Rome, Travis Watson. Travis, thanks for coming on the show. Sure, thank you. So Travis, tell us a little bit about Rome and uh, what you were here at the Real Estate Tech Fair talking about. 
Sure. Rome is a digital signage platform, and we chose to focus in the commercial real estate vertical mainly because we saw an opportunity within the touchscreen directory market. So we offer a, a really unique product for class A office buildings to showcase a more than just a list of tenants. And our our platform makes it really easy for commercial properties to show off branding using tenant logos. It has a really uh, unique and easy to use interface for visitors when they're searching for tenants, uh, as well as the ability to showcase amenities and information about the building. So we're really trying to take what was kind of a antiquated old looking screen in a lobby and turn it into a fresh new piece of technology that ultimately when someone walks into a property will give them a feeling of modernness and bring the value of that property up. The first thing that comes to mind for me is I've worked in, I think, two different office buildings in my time in radio, and both of them had exactly what you said, and completely old, antiquated systems for uh, looking people up that usually they don't even work. I know my, my last building, touchscreen didn't even function. So I'm curious, why would a, a, be, a building owner uh, lean more towards using your service versus just saying, well, we use the other thing, it kind of works, it's not a really big deal. What, what are some of the real advantages you find uh, to using Rome? Right, and, and to be honest, there's, there's really two big advantages, and the first one is really my job as, you know, trying to bring sales and push out uh, kind of an education piece to property managers or ownership on what is the value add. And so taking a look at, okay, our system works, it has a list of tenants, great. Well, what we're trying to bring is more than just a list. So bringing the, uh, the availability section into a, a clean design so that if uh, the, a leasing agent is giving a tour, they can come up to this screen and they can show off all the availability or available units in a visual way where it pictures and floor plans, as well as show off amenities in the property. So I like to give the example of, you know, if you're, if you're a leasing agent showing off uh, the property, maybe your, your client doesn't have uh, as much time to show off every single amenity. Um, and right here, you can come to this interactive information board that not only gives information about the property, it provides kind of a cool experience. You know, it, it's, it's high tech. So you, you're navigating through a, a large format touchscreen. And so that's part of the, the value add for the property is it provides uh, information about the property as well as gives uh, the ability for uh, the leasing side to, to showcase to potential tenants. And then the, the second half of that would be the uh, the platform which is what Rome's core aspect is so it's really easy to manage from the property side are you guys strictly in the software space or are you kind of looking into getting more towards hardware because I like the idea of the large touchscreen yeah um, at our core we're a software company and the the issue with just being a software company is we don't want our clients to have to now source multiple avenues for a solution for whether it's touchscreen a touchscreen directory whether it's a digital menu board for their deli uh, we we've partnered because we've been in this space for a while and we have uh, some some good knowledge about digital signage we also understand the hardware aspect so we we have turnkey packages that we provide that way they're not 
they love our software, but we don't want to leave them on the hook to have to choose their own hardware. So we've, we've vetted out the proper hardware providers so that we can really come in and say, boom, here's your, uh, here's your menu board or here's your directory. Totally. Travis, when I think of directories, uh, something that immediately comes to mind is like the mall directory. Mm -hmm. So have you, have you guys thought about expanding outside of commercial real estate properties and, and going, you know, in, in other, other areas as well, like malls, restaurants, things like that? Yeah, yeah. The the mall example is a great example. We've we've had uh, conversations and meetings with uh, one of the biggest malls here in Dallas, and you know one of the value add for that piece really comes down to the what I like to call screen real estate, digital versus uh, your traditional backlit sign or paper. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this particular mall has hundreds of stores. And as you can imagine, if you're printing out a list of that, just typical normal turnover, it's going to be pretty rare for it to be 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be one move out next week after you have it printed and now that space is wrong. So with digital, you log on to our dashboard, you update the name and it's correct so not to mention that like the veritable information you could have there you could have summaries photos may be able to even uh, like advertise sales mm -hmm. i mean there's there's really a, gr a great consumer uh bias i think for that so what's been the biggest takeaway for you being a part of dallas startup week i, I think the interaction with some of the other participants uh a lot of familiar faces and then a lot of people that i got to meet for the first time and so uh, that that's always the, uh, for me, you know, it's enjoyable talking to people that are interested, you know, as outsiders, but I, I, uh, I love, you know, hearing the, the other participants, the other startup companies that, and what they've, what they're doing, what they're progressing on and, uh, how we're trying to, you know, ultimately build a really good startup community here in Dallas. Now I liked your guys kind of presentation and pitch. I noticed you have a drop banner, you've got a logo, you've got colors. Um, are you guys still a startup? I mean, when did you get started? So our CTO and co-founder, uh, Dennis Smolik, he actually started, it, I think it's almost been four years. But oh, wow. It, so for the first really two and a half, three years, it, and it was just bootstrapped. He has yeah. got a great background in design and development. So he was able to really create the whole platform and help design some of the templates. So, you know, the there's a lot of design aspects that go into large format, especially in the directory market. Um, but recently uh, we did complete a, uh, some fundraising last year, uh, brought on some additional staff. And so really, you know, kind of the Rome 2.0 as, you know, a startup is kind of how we like to look at it as far as uh, the past probably 12 to 18 months is when we really started ramping up to, to get to where we're, hoping to be i feel like a lesser broadcaster would make a joke about rome not being built in a day but i wanted to ask <laughs> are you guys still looking just to be in dallas have you expanded to other markets because being digital signage it's one of those things you could be you could be anywhere any office building yeah no we are we're currently we're in dallas austin uh should be in houston in the next few weeks with a deployment there uh we have a, a nice building up in chicago um Mainly, you know, from our partnerships with the commercial real estate firms here in Dallas that spread up in, in up there. But uh, yeah, we're that's that's kind of where my role comes into play uh, within the company is really expanding to new markets. So we 
we've uh, gone out to California, uh, let's see, in December. I, I, I'm in Houston, San Antonio, Austin pretty frequently. So, um, but you're right. It's, it, it's one of those deals where it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, right. right back here at home. So we're, uh, we're actively pushing to new markets. And Travis, where can listeners find out more about Rome? Um, our website, Rome, and that's R-O-A-M, not like Rome built in a day. But um, <laughs> that is a great line. I'm going to steal that from you. No, please um, do. Yeah, Rome.io is the, the web address. And um, we, we are here in Dallas. Our office is in Deep Ellum. We office out of the, uh, the Common Desk. So uh, if anyone's local and wants to stop by and you know chat about digital signage, they can always uh, swing by the Common Desk down in Deep Ellum. But uh, yeah, definitely reach out through the website. Awesome. Travis Watson, VP of Sales at Rome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. And we'll be right back with more here from Dallas Startup Week right after this. Don't unplug just yet. The Dallas Startup Week podcast continues next on RNCN. Five days, one podcast. This is the Dallas Startup Week podcast. Welcome back to the Dallas Startup Week podcast. I'm Kristen Marin. I'm Zach Lewis. And we are sitting down with Matt Hopkins, the track leader of the real estate track at here at Dallas Startup Week. And today he was very busy hosting the real estate tech fair. There was also a pitching component involved. So uh, Matt, thanks for sitting down with no, us. No problem. Glad to be here. Great to have you. Tell us a little bit about uh, what was going on here this afternoon. Yeah. So we um, wanted to have an event here for Startup Week that really highlighted the um, the real estate tech startups that are here in Dallas. I think Dallas has a really interesting um, real estate market overall, and um, that naturally lends itself towards, I think, uh, a, a good amount of real estate tech companies. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to highlight that and um, you have the opportunity for individuals in the community to come and have one-on-one conversations, as well as um, we had a portion uh, that was a, like kind of like a round-robin pitch event where each company had to go on the stage and do a five-minute pitch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we want to provide that opportunity as well, just so everybody could at least get the, you know, basic info and go to their tables afterwards with follow-up questions and get to know more. So, Absolutely. So, so how did companies or startups get involved in, in the round-robin pitch competition? Was there like a submission or did they just kind of show up? Yeah, so we, we did a little bit of research um, just to see what was out there. And then we did some outreach. Um, and then just some of it was through um, connections into the community that we knew of companies. And then um, I had a... Uh, a co-captain track captain who unfortunately wasn't able to make it to the event today but he did a lot of research as well and outreach to kind of help people uh, submit to be a part of all of it today tell us a little bit about your tie-in with being a track captain and real estate yeah so it's kind of funny because i do not work in real estate um but i i'm actually the campus director for dev mountain which is a, a coding boot camp Okay. Based in here in uh, downtown Dallas, and they didn't have anything that was necessarily directly related to what we do, and but I still wanted to help out, and we actually just opened up a new campus um, here in downtown Dallas, and so I had been, you know, in the past six to nine months, I'd been talking to a lot of people involved in real estate. I'd been thinking a lot about real estate myself, as far as mm-hmm. you know, um, figuring out the design of the office space and um, you know how to use space and that kind of thing, and so. 
I um, just kind of decided that you know, that might be something interesting and I had some connections to already kind of get the ball rolling with events. So, In terms of the tech landscape uh, here as it concerns real estate, what do you find interesting that's happening here in Dallas? Um, you know, I think as we saw today in uh, the presentations, there's, there's a lot of um, entrepreneurs that are thinking about the different pain points within, within real estate mm -hmm. um, and you know, some of the issues may not be directly related to the, you know, real estate process, whether that, you know, not, not necessarily finding real estate or buying real estate, but, um, you know, things that like, like, uh, Fetch was one of the companies that presented today and they focus more on, um, you know, tenant relationships and package delivery and those kind of things. And so, um, you know, I think that the, the startups in Dallas really are, um, kind of they're they're very aware of some of the issues in the real estate business here in Dallas and the market right now in Dallas is it's in a really interesting phase of growth and mm -hmm. um, and so I think all of that activity and then just the entrepreneurial nature of a lot of the people here in Dallas naturally lends itself to people thinking more and more about how technology can help solve some of the issues in real estate. Matt, I want to dig into your involvement in Dallas Startup Week a little yep. bit more. You, like you said earlier, are, are not a realtor. You're mm -hmm. not in real estate, but you wanted to get involved anyway. That's something that surprises me because most people go, oh, there's nothing for me. Maybe I'll try again next year. Um, do you do you think your involvement here might spurn a little bit of, you know, a little bit more leaning towards coding next year? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I think... Um, it all really comes down to the kind of committee that's over the uh, the content overall, and they they are the ones that really kind of help shape the the tracks and, and the focuses. And so, um, the 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 idea this year I think was that they wanted technology to be infused through everything, mm -hmm. and so that it wasn't just like, um, you know, here's real estate, here's um, fashion, here's art, here's um, you know smart cities and all these things Oh, and by the way there's also technology they wanted it to you know to kind of technology to be fused through it all and be the, the thing that kind of brings them all together um, and so I think there is you know a decent amount of, of uh, panels throughout all of Dallas Startup Week that really kind of brought that together and one of the other panels we did um, on Wednesday was actually bringing Dallas startups um, together that work with Airbnb so their, their products do something to make Airbnbs you know, easier to use or easier to manage, um, kind of take some of the risk away. And so um, we tried to kind of, and maybe that's just because I, you know, I'm, I think a lot about technology all the time. We tried to kind of um, keep the focus around startups and technology and that kind of thing. Tell us a little bit about that panel that took place since we missed out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, we had three panel members. Um, we had um, Junior Desenor, who is this co-founder and CEO of Tour. And then we had Andrew Bate, who actually came to visit from Atlanta. He has some connections here to Dallas, and uh, so that's how he came to our attention. Uh, and his company is called Safely. And then we had David Kraus of NoiseAware, and their NoiseAware is actually based in Deep Ellum. And they have a they they have a really cool product that um, basically senses decibel levels and makes it so that um, you know if somebody's throwing a, a rager in your apartment, they rent it on Airbnb. They can uh, you know you can figure that out before it gets too crazy and they do a bunch of damage. And so um, each of those companies are kind of doing cool things within the Airbnb. So I'll, I should go back and kind of explain the others. Um, Tour, spelled T-O-O-R, um, their product is uh, basically a remotely accessible lockbox. And so you can actually unlock the lockbox with your phone. And so oh wow, large part of his uh, clientele has come from Airbnb uh, owners who don't want to have to be there to hand off the key, but they can... Um, you know, have this lockbox on the door, and then when the person arrives, 
you know, they can unlock it remotely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been super helpful. And then safely, um, the uh, with Andrew Bate, the the CEO there, he he his company actually um, makes they use big data and analytics to help um, decide if um, you know people that are staying in your apartment should stay there you know if there are people that mm. might not might be a higher risk they help you kind of uh, weed those issues out and um i believe they also have an insurance product that backs that up as well so it's really interesting just to hear that they're all, they're all kind of doing different things two are hardware one was more of a you know software insurance thing and they all mm -hmm. had kind of different point of views but um they're all doing things to make airbnb a little more uh, palatable for those who may not be super uh, warm to the idea or super willing to let strangers stay in their house. Mm -hmm. Matt, I wanted to ask about, you're the campus director, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so I want to ask about something that may not have been as well represented here as I hope it will be in the future, coding. Yeah. We talk to people from all walks of life at Dallas Startup Week, fashion, health, restaurant tours, uh, yeah. you know, gaming, real estate. Everybody says that Dallas is booming. How is it with coding? Is, that, is it just as well? Are there a lot of people here that are coding? Yeah, you know, th Dallas is a really interesting market um, in that it's it's a very large market. Um, there's a lot of corporations, and um, there are a, a, a decent amount of startups as well. Um, a lot of the technology does tend to um, come from the more corporate side of things. And so the, the startup market um, is definitely growing and um, our students w are seeing a lot of placement into small and medium sized businesses right now. Mm. And you know, those are companies that um, are doing great and building cool products, but they're, they're not necessarily the, you know, the big sexy names that you see everywhere or the big corporations. Um, but you know, we have a, you know, 85% placement rate here in Dallas with our students that have graduated and you know they're making an average of fifty five to sixty thousand dollars out of our program. Um, and mm -hmm. so they're seeing a lot of success and there's you know there's a lot of other boot camps that are coming here to Dallas as well. And I think that just is kind of a testament that um, this market is definitely growing and in need of more talent. Um, and I think you know larger you know looking at larger scale across the country, technology uh, is growing almost everywhere. There's there's m more and more demand for technical talent, uh, and people are realizing that they can do it too. That that coding is not something that is out of their reach. And I think in society, um, there's been a lot of messages sent to different groups of people that you know they have to be a certain way or look a certain way to be a coder. And it's really not that way. So mm -hmm. many more people can learn to code than are trying. And so I want to help you know as many people think about it, just consider it. And, um, you know, I think, uh, it's, it's good for everybody to consider and think about pursuing a career in, in web development. Why were you inspired to volunteer for Dallas startup week? Was this your first year volunteering or attending or tell yeah, us a little so bit Yeah. So I was that. actually married during startup week last year wow. and went wow. on my honeymoon, um, right after. And so I was not able to participate last year. Um, and so this year I wanted to make sure that I got involved yeah. and um, so I, you know, I, and I, I'm close, I'm friends with the, some of the organizers and told them early that I was like, hey, I'd love to help out. And mm -hmm. so um, that kind of just, I, I knew when I missed it last year that I want to make sure that I was a part of it this year and it was a great experience. And tell us about your experience this year. What's been the biggest takeaway for you? Um, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is that there's a lot of um, hunger here in the Dallas scene f for people that, that want to pursue entrepreneurial ideas, people that want to be part of um, of this movement and um, 
you know, just any event you go to, you see a lot of the excitement. You see people from all different kinds of backgrounds and locations and experiences, and they're all wanting to um, kind of chase that dream of building their own company and, and being their own boss and being um, you know, building something worthwhile that's going to help you know, make an industry better or help the, the world improve. Well, Matt Hopkins, uh, thanks so much for being on the show with us. Where can people find out more about you? So if you go to devmountain.com, um, you can find more about our program there. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Matt underscore Hopkins, uh, or LinkedIn, add me there. And um, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody interested in learning more about Dev Mountain. You can also shoot me an email, matt at devmtn.com. Matt Hopkins, the real estate track captain here at Dallas Startup Week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. More of the Dallas Startup Week podcast, day five, coming up right after this. Time to recharge. More from Dallas Startup Week 2017, coming up on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back to the Dallas Startup Week podcast, heard on RNCN. Well, Kristen, we're in a weird spot because this, I think, is the end of day five of the Dallas Startup Week podcast. It's been a wild week. Wild indeed. I am exhausted from all of the innovation and the fun, I think. <laughs> how, how do you feel? Uh, definitely. It, you know, it's it's been long days, long hours, long nights, but a lot of fun, a lot of really interesting people, a lot of cool conversations that took place over the course of this week and really just made me excited to be a part of Dallas Startup Week. If I had to say I had a favorite interview of the week, I honestly, I don't know if I could pick any one out. Everybody we talked to was just super cool. Everybody's excited to talk about what they're doing and just come together at a place like Dallas Startup Week and, and connect with each other. And it's really hard to compare because so many people are working on such different projects, but all of them very interesting and unique in their own way. And really, I think we accomplished what we set out to do, which was to connect. It's true. And, and to be honest, even from a broadcasting standpoint, typically when I come to remotes like this, I think, okay, this is just another kind of standard going through the motions thing. But here at Dallas Startup Week, there were genuinely people I talked to that I wouldn't have thought I would meet otherwise that were really interesting, that, that spoke to interests that I have and, and were intriguing to, I think, anybody that they would talk to. And one of my favorite parts was just how open people were to communicating with one another. It wasn't like a typical conference or convention where everyone's trying to sell their product to you. It's just an open conversation where people are bouncing ideas off of one another. And really, I think that's what sets us apart here in Dallas. I gotta be honest, Dallas Startup Week would not be Dallas Startup Week without Dallas, and Dallas would not be Dallas without you. So thanks to each and every one of you who came to the convention, who listened to what we were talking about and listened to, came to panels and asked questions. We just, this wouldn't be what it was without you. So thank you. It's been a lot of fun being the official podcast here at Dallas Startup Week. And we hope to see you guys again next year, but we want you to make sure to stay tuned into our network. So you can visit us at realnewscn.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook by going to RNCN or at Real News Communications Network. We'd love to tell you more about our podcasting services. If you want to reach out to Zachary, please feel free to do so. We're always 
always here to lend a helping hand. And thank you again for allowing us to be a part of this amazing week. So until next year, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the official podcast for 2017's Dallas Startup Week. I am your host, Zach Lewis. And I'm Kristen Marin. And we'll see you next year at Dallas Startup Week. Adios. Public Relations is proud to be the exclusive podcast sponsor of Dallas Startup Week. 